Hey there, everybody. Welcome to episode four of Backup Stories. My name is Justin Townsend. As always, I'm joined by my very good friend, Mr. Rob Newmeyer. Hello. So we're coming to you a couple of days late. Yes. Um, we weren't able to record on Friday, and it's not because we were both binge-watching uh, binge Daredevil. I haven't actually seen the show yet. That's no. my plans for tonight. You're going to start it tonight? I am going to start it tonight. Like, do you plan on watching more than one episode? Or? I guess I we're gonna have to wait and see how my wife does because uh -huh. she usually likes to go to sleep by like eight thirty, and my son usually goes down at eight, so that doesn't even lend us time to watch a full episode. So I'll be no, yeah, that's and I'm gonna be pushing her to stay up. Yeah, because there are solid, you know, fifty plus minutes of content. Well, I've only heard amazing things. How many are you in? Uh, I'm halfway through four, I'm, and I'm shocked you haven't watch all of them i haven't had time yeah. uh i mean it came out friday yeah right? it was yeah, friday fr friday three o'clock our time three in the morning our time uh so i watched the first episode at three o'clock because you're up at 3 a.m of course yeah i'm up anyway <laughs> um went to sleep because i knew if if i could have easily stayed up and kept watching i had stuff to do i had a wedding i was catering the next day so I had to do food shopping and cooking and, uh, you know, setting up. And then Saturday all day I was, I was catering a wedding. So, you know, I didn't have time to watch then. So yeah, I, I paced myself, you know, when something was in the oven and I didn't have anything to do, I would throw an episode on that kind of thing. Nice. I'm super stoked to watch it. I mean, the, the general reception to the show seems to be insanely positive which i was a little bit surprised about uh-huh you know, i i wasn't sure how it was going to go with the the netflix show and uh to, it's supposed to be more violent than i thought it would be as well it's it's downright like disgusting at points uh awesome there's one thing that happens in an episode that that my mouth was you know just wide open and once i saw that i was like okay this is this is where they're going nice um yeah, so third episode, just be prepared. All right. <laughs> That's all I'll say. All right, very good. So I look forward to doing that mm -hmm. uh, and starting that tonight. Yeah, but I, we, we know a couple of people that have watched. Yeah. Uh, I think Steve has uh, and Hugh, Hugh, has, Hugh yeah. has. So and, uh, they both love it. Mm -hmm. So it's exciting. Yeah, I'm trying to stay away from spoilers. Yeah, I'm pretty much stayed off the internet. Uh, before we get into books this week, uh, Rob and I sat down and we had a chat. The last show we did... We did a lot of bouncing back and forth about spoilers. We weren't sure when we should spoil a book and when we should leave it for you guys to read. Um, and after watching the show again, we decided that we just want to be like upfront. And in the beginning of the show, we're just saying that we are a spoiler show. We're going to just go ahead and commit to that. It doesn't mean that we're going to spoil every single book that we read. There'll be ones that we might just mention and just say, you know, that's all we're going to say about it. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you're sitting down to watch us or, you know, listening to us on the special edition feed, just know from here on out, we're a spoiler show. We'll, we'll mention that at the beginning of every show. So if you're, you know, if you, we, a book comes up that you're, you haven't read yet and you're in, you know, you care about spoilers, maybe it'd be a good idea to pause, come back later, read the book and then come back to us. So that way you can join in on the discussion. Yeah. Yeah. Cause then we don't have to sit there and, like look at each other and say, oh, well, should, should we, we? I don't should know. we like waffling back and forth about it like we did last week? Yes. So with that in mind, let's get to this week's books. Okay. It was a weird week. Like you and me talked about this just a couple of minutes ago. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of like a lot of books came out this week. My pull list was pretty large, larger than it usually is. But you had uh, come to me and said like it was a book where it was like there was a lot of volume, but there wasn't really a lot that stood out. Yeah. Yeah. There, there were tons of books this week, but like I can count on two fingers, three fingers, <laughs> uh, like books that, that I really, really enjoyed. And there were just a lot of like, meh. Yeah. The, I, I kind of had the same feelings. There was a couple books I was excited to read, but they're not the type of excited that you would get say reading, um, like for us, like, like a really good issue of Spider-Man, like that, that feeling of after you read something, you're like, Oh wow, this was like fantastic. There were mm -hmm. a lot of like, you're right. Good. And then a lot of, uh, we'll gotta wait and see. And that's where we're going to start. We're uh -huh. going to start with convergence. Convergence. Issue one. Okay. So just, what did you think of this? Uh, let's see. Okay. So after last week's zero issue, I had said, 
you know, it's, it's a, it's just a weird, weird start, I guess you could say. It definitely was. Uh, and I, I had always said week one is going to be the defining, you know, where they do all the mini series and when they do the actual first issue of convergence, um, this to me felt like this all could have been in the zero issue. It, it just felt like one really long conversation. Yes. Uh, you know, at the end of the book, you pretty much have the voice from the sky speaking about what convergence is to all the worlds. Mm -hmm. And um, that's that's the same like what he is saying is the same thing that pops up in in all of the week one convergence. Yes. Yeah, right at the end of the book, it, it all happens in the same way. Uh -huh. uh, so now I guess the, the Earth two characters that pop up, they're the anomaly, um, you know, he was confused as to why they were there. They don't have a city because their world was destroyed. So there is no city for them to, to be in. See, I'm not reading earth do. So that's news to me. Uh, -huh. I, I did like, I, I kind of got that from mm -hmm. him saying that they're anomalies that like, maybe they didn't have an earth, but since I'm not reading earth Two, that wasn't like abundantly clear to me. Okay. Uh, you should read her too. Yeah, I, I hear that. It's good. Uh, just start with issue 17. All when right. Taylor took over. Uh, Oh, Taylor took over that book. Mm. I did not know that. Well, he left like towards the end of the book, but it, it wrapped itself up. Okay. Then that's, uh, mm -hmm. that's enough for me to go. I like Tom Taylor. Uh, for me, I, I got excited because the first thing on the cover is the injustice characters. And that's like the DC universe. I care the most about, uh -huh. which is a little bit backwards, but it picks up immediately after where the game ends. Not immediately after, but I mean, we do see Superman in his prison garb. Uh -huh. You know, from the end of the game and Batman's like, oh, you got your powers back because they had found a way to neutralize him in the game, which is after all the the weekly stuff that we've been reading for the last couple of years. The game takes place, you know, at the end of all that. So this picks up after he gets it after the game when he gets his powers back and he's being all superior. And uh -huh. Yeah. So technically, you, you don't know how long after the game it is because the destruction that's going on in their city is obviously what let him out of his cell. Yeah, we, we don't, yeah, you're right. We, we don't know how long it's been, but he mm -hmm. is wearing the prison uniform. Correct. Yeah. So it, it can't be too much later. I would, I would think. No, because he would be in a cell. He would still be in his prison uniform. Oh, he had gotten out and you can't, and he got out yet. because, you know, because of the destruction. I don't know about that. Like, I don't know. Like the injustice stuff only lasts a few pages. Mm -hmm. And then I don't like the earth two stuff for me, like didn't really grab, grab me because I'm not reading that book. I, I like it a lot because it's the earth two stuff was, was excellent in, in their own book. And this does feel like an extension of the Taylor stuff to okay. me. Um, it just, the whole idea of convergence seems seems weird um how so it's it's more of because i read just about every single one of the the actual convergence well, let's, issues let's, that came out let's the, go over the, the one ones, shots or the over, two shots i should say let's go over the ones we have here mm -hmm. so we have the question yep uh nightwing and oracle mm -hmm. batgirl what was this one the speed, speed force, force yeah. with the cool cover uh superman and lastly Batman and Robin. Uh huh. So that's what six of the ten that that came out, I guess. Yeah. And I like. It. I'm gonna let you because you have a better grasp of this than I do. So well, you, hold you on. Take the lead. No, 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 no. Because last week you had said you were confused at at what they chose yeah. to to talk about. And actually, in the end of the first issue of Convergence, they mm -hmm. add more books. Yeah. That they uh, they're going to be going to, and some of this makes much more sense now. Like the dark, the darkest night universe where Batman's Green Lantern, the new mm -hmm. frontier universe. Well, that's the stuff finest. that's going to be most likely next week's batch. Yeah. The, the pirate universe. Like those are actual like universes to me where it's like the characters are there, but there's a different take on them. Like, like the injustice universe. Um, again, I, like off air, we had talked about just this previous week about my confuse, uh, confusion with it because it's like all different versions of the same Superman, but then. Uh -huh. I have to remember that each of the crises kind of like reset the universe. And so those universes end so that, I mean, I, I, I ended up finally getting that and understanding it. Uh, but again, like continue, like, yeah, like I, it was confusing to me. And now these books come out, these, these one shots or two shots, whatever they're going to be. 
and my confusion just tripled uh -huh. at what was going on in these books. Because I, I only read Batman and Robin and Superman. And I was okay. thinking, like, those are the two characters I understand the best that's going on, and perhaps it'll be easy for me to jump in. And I was left bewildered. Uh, so it picks up a year after the domes have been placed. So Brainiac comes, puts these domes down on top of the cities, Correct. and then takes them away, or they're just domed off? They've been domed for a year. So, like, they're still on their Earths? No. No, they're okay, on so that the, weird... They're on that weird planet thing. Correct. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, at either... Well, it depends on when the writer did it, but the domes are taken off over, you know, after a year, and the the voice comes in the sky and tells them the, the whole premise, basically, that they have to fight for their survival, and... Uh, whatever city survives is, you know, the the winner basically. Yeah, and I, I, I had just, of course, I, as you're you're saying this, I open it up, and there is there is Jimmy talking to Professor Hamilton. Do you really think we're on another planet? Like, okay, that was just something that I had missed. Mm -hmm. Um, so all the domes come off, and so they're going to be having this battle royale on this planet. Correct. Okay, now that makes a, that makes much more sense to me. But like, let's take the Superman one for instance, like. So we have what confused me about this one is like, it's okay, it's Superman, but he's been trapped in a dome Gotham uh -huh. for a year where he loses his powers because he has no access to the sun. Uh -huh. uh, but it does like that. That's what threw me off there. It's like, what is a, a, a Superman, like a, a pre 52 version of Superman with a pregnant Lois Lane doing in Gotham city. I don't, as far as I know, they didn't give any reasoning for that. They've just been in Gotham City. Yeah. Uh, well, they all, all of this week's books take place in Gotham City, which I had or no a idea. A version about. of Gotham City. Um, so, yeah, you have Rucka's question, all, all of these, the Batman and Robin, they all are in Gotham. So, next week it could be Metropolis. It could be, um, what was it, Coast City? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It could be it's going to be all different cities battling. So it's different versions of Gotham fighting each other yeah, this time. That, I mean, that, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It's just, it was weird though. Well, and, that one Superman thing. Yeah. I found that weird too. Threw so. me off because like the whole idea for me was like, show me universes that I don't know anything about. So I was like, Oh, in this universe, there's a pregnant Lois Lane and Superman's got to fight to protect her. And I mean, I, I thought the Superman book was interesting at least because it took one of the, the more, um, fascinating versions of Superman I've ever seen, which was the Flashpoint Superman, where mm -hmm. he was never, you know, he crashed, instead of crash landing in Kansas, in Flashpoint Superman crash lands in Metropolis, and it causes, like, destruction, like, uh -huh. you, know, you could never hide, and the, the government takes him and keeps him in a, a room with a, you know, uh, like a red sun, in a way, to keep his powers suppressed, and he's this skinny little boy who's never been held and that version of superman uh mm -hmm. shows up in this in this convergence superman book and you know he feels like he has to save lois we, he says he has a relationship with lois but in flashpoint we never saw that no so i mean that's interesting like i'll be interested to see what happens there and well no yeah i mean unless something after flashpoint did in, in the flashpoint but like i only read the batman flashpoint stuff mm -hmm. Did they ever have like they had that Batman miniseries? They never had a. Did they, they did have a Superman. They had one. a Project Superman. It yeah, was but called. I never read it, so maybe yeah. he did have a relationship there with Lois that it's just they're they're calling back to, and I don't know it. No, because that was how they captured him. Yeah, like uh, he didn't get powers until like towards the end of Flashpoint. Oh, Flashpoint yeah, mm -hmm. and Lois was the whole undercover reporter, like fighting with. Uh, That's right. That's right. Like the Wildstorm characters and stuff. I forgot so, about that. Yeah. <laughs> so Convergence is... It's confusion on top of confusion right now. Yeah. Now, who's to say that within the next seven weeks, something's not going to totally click and be like, okay, I, I see what's happening. Um, but right now, it, it is. It's just... Uh, and I think Steve said it best. Steve, Steve said it's like the DC Hunger Games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it definitely has that feel. I mean, at the end of each of these books, uh, the, at least the ones I read, there's stuff going on. But here's a little tip that you may find useful that I I didn't think about and Rob brought to my attention. So uh -huh. I'm going to use this Batman and Robin one. 
Uh, I thought this was interesting because they they harken back to when Morrison was writing Batman and Robin, uh-huh. and so we see the Red Hood and Scarlet uh, for the first time, you know, since since that book was ongoing. Uh, but like, say you pick up a book and you're not sure about the characters in it, if you go to the back, the back has these nice two page spreads that fill in like a lot of the information about the characters in the book. Like, and you had mentioned this is at something that they should have at the front of the book. They they should have. Uh... Because, yeah, it shows what story beats they're picking from, like what universe characters they're using, uh, and it gets you to know kind of where the writer of that particular issue is going to take the book, I guess you could say. So, yeah, I mean, it would be helpful if it was in the front, but at least it's in there. So mm-hmm. if you're picking up any of these issues, um, go to the back first and catch up on. If you're not familiar with with the people in the book, that that would be a good way to start. Yeah, because... Like I said, I'm giving it a chance. I'm going to read it all. I don't care. I am too. Um, the, like the question this week was excellent. I loved it. Uh, it it brings a lot back from from Rucka's run. It has a lot of the Huntress stuff. Uh, a surprise character pops up at the end, and even like goes to the Gotham Central stuff with Two Face and Renee Montoya. Like when, oh wow, yeah. So it it, it picks up. A lot of those beats which is cool and the speed force is really cool because uh it has wally's kids and a a lot of cool beats from like john's and wade's run that that were left alone for a while so oh that'll be interesting to see uh like i said i i'm not much of a huge history buff on dc besides batman so a lot of this stuff is lost on me that it may not be for other people, uh, but I'm gonna I'm I'm giving it the same shot. I'm gonna try and catch up and and, mm-hmm. and see what's going on because I'd, I'd like to be in the know moving forward with the DC universe. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about this amazing book called AI. No way, it's not AI. It's, <laughs> it's Descender number two. This was a book that you were super excited about mm-hmm. when the solicits came out a couple of months ago. Oh yeah, and uh, we both felt that uh, issue one uh of the book could possibly be like issue issue of the year like it it felt that strong to me and i I think that you agree with that as well um so we have issue two here and this thing really wants to pull at your heartstrings especially if you've seen ai i i haven't seen AI. you've never seen ai no okay so this is pretty much like ai okay um the the concept of descender is um at some point and in the future I don't even know where to start with it, but you know, it, it deals with a, a, a little boy who is a robot and he realizes that he's a robot. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately for him, uh, he was deactivated for about 10 years or so. Uh, he gets reactivated and finds himself in a world where these type of robotic AIs are outlawed mm-hmm. and he's being hunted. And a lot of it is um, bouncing back and forth from the moment of his creation uh, and like his current situation. And um, he has the emotional capacities of what you would say is like a 10 year old boy. Mm-hmm. So he feels fear and, um, you know, he understands the, con- what seems to understand the concept of love. And Oh, definitely. Because even in this issue, he, he finds a body of someone that he knows and you can tell he it's felt upsetting. like, yeah. yeah, he was upset about it. So it's, it's probably one of my favorite books on the stand right now. Robin, why don't you talk a little bit about it? Since, I mean, you were the guy who was so excited about this book. Mm-hmm. Why, don't you, why don't you give me some of your thoughts on it? Uh, I mean, you pretty much said it all, but th- this literally picks up right after the events of issue one. The, the bounty hunters, group of bounty hunters, are after him, and he's terrified. He's running through this mining colony try, trying to get away. Um, I I love the world that they've created. I love just the little uh, visual clues that they give on the page, like on the bottom of a lot of these pages, um, there's an upload going on. So you kind of see the percentage as, as the issue goes along. Um, and even just the backstory of the, the family that he's living with is just fleshed out even more. And, you know, you, you, you feel for him because you know, he used to have all of this and you know, it's gone now, obviously. Um, so just seeing how loved he was, even though he was a robot, uh, you know, it, it, 
it does. It, it makes you emotional. Yeah. I mean, we talk about world building a lot and this is a book that nails it. Mm -hmm. um, Even though it, it seems to be just like a barren mining planet. Yeah. Uh, it, it, there's a lot going on. I mean, and, and issue one starts it. You, you're like on this planet, but this planet is only one of like what they call the United Galactic Council. Mm -hmm. And so near the back, you have like a, a listing here of like all the planets and what the people there are known for. And it, it all ties together really well. And it also gives you excitement because they're not mentioning this stuff just to throw it out there. Like these are places that we're most likely going to uh -huh. and that are going to be referenced a lot and that are going to tie uh, into the story. Uh, so, uh, Descender is really great. I mean, I, I can't, I can't not mention the art by, uh, Dustin Wynn. The art is unreal. Like mm -hmm. it, it's some of his best work. I've always been a fan of his work, especially when he was doing, uh, all the Batman stuff, but you know, it's, it's just really good. All of the like stuff from the past has a beautiful, like sepia tone. Yeah. And the thing feel. is like, you know, there's, um, there's another book that we could, mentioned quickly like I, I read this week's uh all new hawkeye, all hawkeye yeah and i i told rob i like the book a lot but the jump in art is so hard for me to to keep track of like it throws me out of that story that really painted look that that book has mm -hmm. and this book does a great job of it it's just it's the same artwork they just change the color the palette yeah and you know like oh this is anytime this comes up this is the past mm -hmm. and it's just easy to follow it doesn't it doesn't take you out of the story at all and for some reason that that color palette just makes you feel that like i feel like it, it, it it's so warm and inviting it, it brings you into the story more and makes you feel more invested in in this character for sure yeah i mean see the hawkeye stuff i'm i'm fine with the hawkeye stuff so different tastes yes but uh <laughs> hawkeye's a great book I like that book a lot. Okay. Now, Copperhead. Copperhead? You, you had been talking about it. You gave me the first trade. Yep. Uh, I had read the first issue, but I mean, that was like seven or eight months ago at this point. Uh, and I have it stacked up to read, but now you gave me the trade to read. Why should I read Copperhead? Copperhead is this book I had heard about, and then it was like at issue four. And I'm one of those guys where it's like, oh, it's at issue three or four. I'm just going to wait for the trade. And I've mentioned before, like, I like to trade weight. You know, I like trade waiting for image stuff. So when the first trade came out, I wanted to read it. I scooped it up. Mm -hmm. And the basic premise is, you know, in the future. In a lot of this future. stuff is in the future, in a world, movie trailer voice. Uh, this woman and her young son, uh, they go to this barren wasteland of a planet to a town called Copperhead. And she becomes the sheriff of this lawless town. And uh, the first trade really just dealt with her first case, you know, getting there, um, you know, finding a place to live, meeting who her partner is going to be, who's one of my now favorite characters in comics. Hmm. Um, and then just, you know, a murder happens and she has to solve the case. And she does that like completely in the first trade. Uh, issue six is a great jumping on point if you're not interested in going back to that. Um, it, it doesn't really reference that stuff in the past at all. I mean, if you had read it, you'll recognize certain things here, uh, but you could easily pick this up and just go with it. And it's, you know, it was one of those books that I read the first, I, I read the trade and I was like, this was good. I'm definitely going to read the next trade and thought about waiting to just get the next trade. But I saw it in the pile and was like, ah, you know what, let's give this a shot. And I'm glad that I did because... Uh -huh. This is my favorite issue so far okay. of the entire book. So it's only issue six. I loved the first five issues. I thought they were great. But this this one really stood out to me because it's more about the the downtime. Like, you know, th there's stuff going on, but it's more like fleshing out her and what's going on with her and why, you know, they don't really explain like why she's here. Like they mention it in the first trade, but don't give you a reason for it. But you you get to know the characters a little bit better, and so that's why I liked it so much. It's it's really good. Uh huh. So now, I know you read Saga. Um, no, no, you don't read Saga single issues. You read Saga. Oh wait, no, you haven't read any Saga. I haven't read any Saga. Oh, Justin, waiting. It's okay. going to be so great when it's finished and I can read it all in one one big run. Until someone spoils that one little come on, damn I, I've thing. been at this for what is it almost three years now since Saga's been running. No uh -huh. one spoiled anything for me yet because I pay attention and stay away from those things. Okay, so that does not give any of you permission to tweet me any spoilers of Saga. Nope, 
but it's funny. Like I picked up a lot of it through osmosis. So this week, you know, Bobby, uh, sent me, uh, sent me a message and the message incorporated, like you were lying. And I asked him if he was lying cat, because I know what that is somehow. Okay. Don't ask me. Uh, but no, so you, you brought up, you, you brought up saga for a reason. Well, I, it's, it's a moot point. Okay. Moot it is. We'll we'll wait until 10 years from now. I'll ask you that question. <laughs> it's not going to be that long. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't, okay. I, Cause I don't, I don't think it's going to be that long. You know, he wants to wait until all of saga is done whenever that may be. I mean, obviously, uh, Vaughn does end his stories at some point, usually in the fifties. Well, yeah, we're at 27 what, now. What if he decides to let this one run for a while? Then yes. eventually I'll start it. But the reason that I've, I'm doing that is because I got to read all of Y and what is it? Ex Machina mm -hmm. in one completed format. So I never had to wait for an issue. It was, it was nice to be able to just sit there and yeah, but that's because the issues were already done at that point. Exactly. But so I'm three years in of waiting. And so far it's like, you know, it's that thing that, you know, you know, this is good. You, everyone talks about it and you could just, you know, from osmosis that it's good and it's going to be fantastic. And it's like, but I'm not reading it. So I know that it's good, but I don't know what I'm missing out uh -huh. on yet. Okay. It would be harder to like have read up to a certain point and then stopped. But I didn't. I think I read like the first issue or two and was like, nope, like I, I can't handle waiting in between. So when it was when uh, it was still early, I got out. And so I wait. I could never do that. But it's, it's not easy. No, Trust I me, I, I really do want to read it. Uh, so, all right. That was Copperhead. Uh, and you Saga. Should, <laughs> and Saga. You should be reading Copperhead. Get, read the trade I gave you. I, I know, but I have the issues also. So it's like. I will. I'll read the trade because then I won't have to dig and find the issues. This is the best cover in a long time. This mm -hmm. cover of Ant-Man. What number is this? This is Ant-Man number four. four. A throwback to Miami Vice. Absolutely love this. Um, we had talked, I think it was last week or the week before, about uh, Daredevil and how easy it is to forget that it's good. Like, you take it for granted. And Ant-Man's only four issues in. But, like, you know, you look at it and you're like, Oh, that's right, Ant-Man. Like, I know it's going to be good, and I still, like, hesitate when reading it. It's like, i got to be in a certain type of mood to read this. And then I read the issue, and I'm like, you're just an idiot. Like, this is funny and witty and very, very sharp. Very sharp. Um, so it's four issues in. Are you reading this right now? Yeah, I haven't read this issue, though. Okay. This issue, like, you know, it, it deals with, him being a dad and, and and he's you know trying to take care of his daughter and you know uh, they joke around a lot uh, about like the c-list villains and like this being nick spencer like uh i got really familiar with spencer to superior foes of spider-man which lasted like 15 issues but it was like it was that book that you knew was going to be good when you read it but you had to be in the right mind frame to read uh, to read it and you're like i know this is going to be funny but when you read it you're like I, I, you forget that it's that funny, or uh -huh. that sharp, or that witty. Like, you just but it has like, those deep moments too, though. Oh yeah, same does. with Daredevil. Like Daredevil, obviously it's funny, but I mean there are there are oh yeah, no, very deep emotional. About it. There's and emotional stuff like in there Fractions, as well. Hawkeye, the same thing. Mm -hmm. Everyone sees it as this hilarious series, but but his Hawkeye is you know very touching and emotional. Also, the thing about Spencer that so far I, i've noticed with this in superior foes is he can take that c-list character and make them stand out mm -hmm. how do you make a c-list character stand out and you do that with dialogue you do that with the character realizing their limitations and making the best of it mm -hmm. so you know grizzly is is a character <laughs> that I, I that really i didn't even know before this started and the, i mean there's another one in here who is it the other character that, that shows up here uh where are you machine smith mm-hmm like that's a that's a face I recognize, but like I haven't thought about ever. And now, like you read it, and you're like, these guys know what they are, and they're making the best of it, and they're you know they're doing everything they can, being as far down as they are. And like Ant Man refuses to believe that he's down there. Mm -hmm. He drives around, you know, his truck with a big ant on the top of it. See now, Gri Grizzly has shown up a whole bunch in Amazing Spider Man, not current like old stuff. Oh, the um, old stuff. Okay, and there there's like the serious books where like grizzly's like 
I'm doing this, blah, 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 you know, and it's a whole serious issue. But then there's obviously like the jokey ones where he he knows he's a joke and like he's with like White Rabbit or someone stupid like that and they realize they're a joke group. Yeah. I'll That's find cool. those. You got to read those. All right, I'll definitely <laughs> read that. So if you liked Superior Foes, you should be reading Ant-Man. And if you didn't read Superior Foes, you should be reading Ant-Man because it's funny. It's, it, it looks great. And this is an amazing cover. It's only at issue four. Give it a try. And what do you think is going to happen like after Secret Wars with, with stuff like this, especially books that are at number two, three, four? We talked about this. And I, I, I talked about this with Bobby Shortle and we, we went back and forth on it. Mm -hmm. Let's take Gwen. Mm -hmm. Gwen is the one that we're, everyone's thinking about. Like what happens at the end of Secret Wars with a book like Gwen. Because if you've been following the Secret Wars stuff, you know, when Secret Wars starts, there's only supposed to be two universes left in existence. And one of them is the 616 Marvel Universe, and the other one is the Ultimate Universe. And they're supposed to collide. And whatever happens with the Marvel comes out of the two of those things smashing together. So Gwen's universe isn't in that. That, that if they're following the letter of the law, that universe should already have been wiped out, which uh -huh. I just like, I cannot see that happening. I can't see them starting this book, getting four or five issues deep and then being like, well, that was a cool experiment. Uh -huh. Like I, I expect the, the they're definitely not doing it. We the know fervor around Gwen is, is so high that they, they can't do that. Uh -huh. But like these books, like you mean like Ant-Man, like what's going to happen with these guys or like squirrel girl. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, I, I think, I think they'll bring them back. You know, I, I think they're, they'll, you know, it being Marvel, they'll take a look at what the sales numbers are. I mean, they, they've had limited runs of things before. I mean, they say that She-Hulk was supposed to be just a, like a 12 issue thing. Um, I think they said the same thing. Well, no, Fearless Defenders, they said was supposed to. Yeah, that was know, supposed to go on. They had to wrap that up quick. Yeah, they, they did have to wrap that up. I can't. We'll see, because the Sp uh, the Spider Gwen stuff, she's not going anywhere. No, she's definitely not going anywhere. So is that going to be the one exception to the you know everything being condensed to one universe? Will she still be in her own thing? Because she knows of Peter, she knows of Ham, yeah, all these other spider related characters and other worlds. Uh so do they just wipe her mind? And I, it's it's going to be odd. I don't know. I can't see them. I can't see them taking some of these books away. And I mean, Gwen's not going oh, anywhere. No, we just we don't know. know. Yeah, yeah, we definitely we, not. Like Ant Man, the the movie will ju have just come out. Like you know, that wraps. When does when does Secret Wars wrap? Like around September, October, uh, July. Yep. So yeah. the movie will have been out for like two months. Like I can't see them wrapping that book after four or five issues. But I guess we'll see. You know, Superior Foes had a beginning and an end. I I don't want to see Ant Man's end yet. Okay. Now it's you're making me sad. nervous. Now you're making me nervous. <laughs> let's let's hope that doesn't let, let's hope that doesn't come to pass. What do you got next? Legacy of Luther Strode. Uh, when I was at Comic Con earlier in the year, I was with Bobby Shortle, and he asked me if I had read any of the Luther Strode stuff, and I hadn't. And I, at his suggestion, I I bought the first two trades, and I liked them a lot. And I was really excited when they said that they were doing another one. And I thought about, mm -hmm. again, I thought about trade waiting for it, but then I saw it in the pile here and it's like it's oversized and I wanted to read it. Now you didn't get to read this yet, no. but you are a fan of yeah, 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 Road. definitely. Uh, it's interesting. What's nice is they pick up almost immediately after um, the strange talent was trained one. And what was the second one? It's not legacy. The legend of legend Luther, of Luther Strode. Strode. Yeah. Uh, so it picks up right after that and then does a time jump to five years in the future where mm -hmm. the story is is coming to an end. So this is definitely the end of Luther's tale. Uh, Justin Jordan had said in the back that it might not be the end of this universe, but it's the end of Luther's tale and whatever that means. What really got me interested uh, when I opened the page is they start with a long ago uh, caption and there's mm -hmm. three pages of a battle with a Hulk, huge Hulk like character. And you find out this character is Samson, uh, from the Bible. And, uh, you know, he, he gets seduced and, uh, he gets, 
you know, the, the story of Samson, where he was so strong and so powerful because he had never cut his hair. And then at the end, they show, you know, his fate when his hair is cut and he's made into a slave and he prays to God to, to help him kill these people. But that's it. All they show is those three pages. So they're making some sort of callback to Samson and like why the characters in Luther Strode are these amazing killing machines, mm -hmm. uh, which I find to be fascinating. Um, but it, it's definitely not the hair because some of these people have cut their hair definitely. Uh, well, the top of their heads. No, look, look at this guy right here. He's got short hair. On the top of his head. Sure. You don't know where else it's growing. <laughs> now I'm looking. <laughs> no, you can't see in other places. Right there, he's bald. He's got no hair back there. It's a joke. Oh, pubic well, hair. Oh, God. Stop. <laughs> that was the worst. <laughs> oh, that on. was the worst. We should just cut that out. Mer. Anyway, um, I really liked this. Uh -huh. I mean, I like Luther Strode. It's hyper violent. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Hyper violence, not even the word. If you've never read any Luther Strode, I mean, this book, literally, if you shake it, blood might fall out. That's how much the gore there is in these. But it's it's always had like this like interesting hook in me. I'm not really one for like overly uh, gory stuff, but this still stands out in like a special way. Mm -hmm. And so I think this is going to be five or six issues, and then that's it. Like this tale is over. It'll be three uh, three trades. So um, I like I'm that format. I like that format a lot. Which one? Where just, just where it's like a five or six issue mini series. You know, put, then put into a trade, then. Another miniseries starts, but, you know, based off of that universe, yeah. um, you know, like what Hellboy does and stuff like yeah, that. No, I, th that I think cool. it's just really easy for people to jump in and not have to look at like a number 20 something and be like, oh, where am I? That kind of, you know. That's true. Uh, that uh, Northlanders also did that where it was just yep. short stories they condensed into book form. Did you ever read Northlanders? Yeah, but Northlanders, that they had an an overall number like there was like number 18 19 but there were arcs yeah. i guess you could say yeah so that was actually a better segue than i thought because brian wood wrote northlanders and fables no. fables as i read it <laughs> rebels <laughs> i was like oh i don't want to read fables yet uh i guess when when i brought justin his books he was looking through the pile and he passed by rebels and i didn't know like if he took it or not but uh he was looking at my pile just now and I asked him if he read it and he's kind of just staring at the cover and he's like, Oh, I thought that was fables. Yeah. Because I, I I'm waiting for the end of fables to read it. Um, I went off issue to issue with that because they were too sporadic and I was forgetting what was happening. Uh -huh. So I was like, Oh, I, I I'm going to wait till the trade comes out. And then looking, I was like, I had saw somebody had mentioned this book rebels. And then it was like, why didn't I grab that? It was a new Brian Wood book. And, uh, Mm -hmm. You gave it to me, and I thought it was—I thought it was good. Yeah. Uh, now I'm not a huge history buff. Me either. I am not. I have my good friend Andy is, so I should ask him if he read this. Because That's right. Yeah. He would be able to tell me uh, what was wrong just by the guns that they were using. He'd be like, "Oh no, they didn't use those guns back then. They used this model with you know this type of bullet casing." Uh huh. Oh, this, that's going to be super interesting then i mean it says in the beginning that it's a story of historical fiction and in some places and time and events uh have been compressed to fit the narrative and some key historical figures appear in locations where perhaps they never were the writer resume uh the writer assumes all responsibility okay so i guess andy can't bitch then because they kind of gave their little disclaimer yeah, in the like beginning. this might not all be completely accurate uh but it's beautiful that being said yeah um I mean, they've crafted a tale of the rebels leading up to the revolution in 1775 and such. Um, Redcoats, and I, I guess it takes place, what, two years after the Tea Party, they were saying? Five. Five years, Five after, years the after, after the Tea Party. But man, is it beautiful. There's the colors, and like when you see a, a red coat pop up, just the, the brightness of, of their coats to the you know, the smoky woodsy areas. Uh, I thought, I thought it was great. That's Jordi Belair on colors, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That th those colors always stand out in a huge way. You gave me this and said, read this before we go on the show. And, uh, cause we wanted to talk about it. And mm -hmm. I said, I'm no history buff history. 
wasn't ever my strong suit and not knowing a lot of it. Um, you know, you know about the revolutionary war and you know, they, they had mentioned the tea party. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still picked it up, read it, enjoyed it. Um, yeah, because there's definitely, there's, there's a narrative going on. Uh, you know, in the beginning you meet a kid who's being trained by his father to ambush the, the red coats as they come around. Um, and it's, I guess it's his story or, will be following him yeah, as just he, as he meets his eventual wife and such. Um, but the fir- first arc is going to be six issues. So if you're the kind of person that likes to trade weight, then I would say in six months, keep an eye out for the trade. I highly suggest that, that um, this is something that, that you would enjoy. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I enjoyed reading it and it's, I'm definitely gonna grab a second issue now that I know what the title is. Fables rebels. Uh, this, I just have here. This is shield issue four. I just have it as a reminder that everyone should be reading shield. That includes <laughs> me because I'm not reading shield and uh-huh. I got scolded by Rob that I'm not reading this. The only reason is, is, you know, Mark, Mark Wade is writing it. And the last issue, they had an amazing Spider-Man inside of Dr. Strange's mansion with Coulson kind of trying to navigate, uh, you know, just the oddness of the mansion. So they bring Spider-Man in because of his spider sense. So he'd be able to tell what's real and what's not. That's gotcha. why That's why they chose him. And that's what the book is kind of based on. It's, it's Coulson using his knowledge of all of these Marvel characters because he used to obsess over them when he was a kid. He would sit there and study index cards. Um, and Mark Wade has actually said that's what he used to do when he was younger. That's cool. So he kind of bases that part of Coulson off of himself. Um, so he always knows who to reach out to and what situation, who to use. So this is a cool tale with, uh, I always figured that I, I wasn't watching the TV show and I would, you know, because I wasn't watching it. Like, obviously I know who Coulson is, but mm-hmm. that the rest of it really wouldn't make much sense. No, no, you don't need to watch the TV show at all. Um, it has characters from the TV show, but it's deeply woven Marvel Universe stuff. Okay. So that was my pitch to you. Well, now I'm going to get it since it's only at issue four. I'll go back and get the other ones. There you go. Uh, much like you were saying everybody should read S.H.I.E.L.D., I think everybody should be reading Birthright. Mm-hmm. Uh, this came out. This is issue six. It's been on, like I think, like a two-month hiatus, it feels like. Well, yeah, the first trade is is out there. Yeah. So they took almost like a saga-like break. Yeah. Uh, and they, they mention it in the back. Uh, for those who don't know, Birthright has this interesting concept. Like we always hear the, you know, kid gets teleported to a alternate world to grow up and become the conqueror of that world and like save the and save that world for some great evil. This is what happens after that. Like usually that's where the story ends. This mm-hmm. is where that, this story begins. And so um, the first trade's out. Uh, the first trade was like, I guess the first arc of this, this boy who gets taken away and he comes back a year later, but he comes back as this man who, you know, he grew up over there and became this, you know, big muscle bound hero with all these weapons. And now his family who spent the last year in disarray and has fallen apart over the disappearance of their child has this man come back claiming to be him. That's the, that's the idea of, of birthright. And there is obviously much more going on than meets the eye with, mm-hmm. uh, with this character. And, uh, this picks up, you know, this this starts what they say the second arc. It's beautiful. Um, you know, the brother, he has a younger brother, and uh, now the younger brother, he actually, he had an older brother, and now the older brother has become the younger brother, and it's the two of them spending time together. And uh, the art in this book is fantastic. The story is, you know, I, I like that, that that fantasy. So do I. Epic, that, you know, epic fantasy type, uh, type tales, and, mm-hmm. and this fits that mold really well, and it has just really like nice moments that kind of flip on you. Mm-hmm. Like there's a moment in here where there's a, it, it, it's a, it's not, I'm, I don't want to give anything away on this guy. It's one of the ones that we're not going to give away, but there's a moment here where, you know, they're in the woods and they're, and they're, they're practicing. And the older brother now is showing you the younger brother had a sword fight. Mm-hmm. And so they're fighting and a bear, like they stumble into a bear's den and this giant brown bear comes out and the brother, you know, is he's like, you know, they're like, we should, the younger brother is like, we should act bigger than it. We should, 
you know, yell and, you know, so scare it away. And the older brother's like, no, like this is a time for peace. And so it like, you know, he just gets very calm and, and then leans down and, you know, the bear, they show like a full page of him, like having the bear and like tickling him. And then he just brutally murders the bear so that they could eat. And the, the younger brother is like, what the hell? Mm -hmm. And so there's, there, there's like, there's stuff that happens in there all the time that kind of just like snap, like it's a nice moment that just like snaps uh -huh. and it snaps in a way that you're not expecting. Like, I didn't expect that to happen. And this book is filled with like a lot of that. And that's what I like about it is like, you know, there's the end of the first issue of this book took me by surprise and it, it consistently keeps taking me by surprise. And that's what makes it stand out to me. Good. So yeah. no, I'm very excited to, to continue on with it. I would suggest grabbing the first trade of this being it's an image trade. I don't think it's any more than like 10 bucks. Yeah. 999. So definitely jump on this. If you like anything to do with fantasy, this is, this is up your alley. Mm-hmm. Speaking of fantasy, I mean, I had no clue. <laughs> I, I'm, su I'm surprised to have seen this in your pile. I well, really no. was. Okay. Just to have something different to talk about because we had, like, I had little girls coming in for this book this week. So I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Maximum Ride by James Patterson. They uh -huh. actually shortened. No, oh, no, it is still. Uh, well, now it's Max Ride. So James Patterson wrote these. Um, young adult novels uh, called Max Ride, which deals with these teenagers or who are like 98% human and 2% bird. So they have wings mm -hmm. and they could fly. And it's a story about their family and like them being experimented on. I actually read a few of them. My wife had started reading them and she gave them to me. And I like, I, I read the first few and then it got like, way out of balance and crazy and like i was like it was it was made for a much younger audience oh yeah i mean so okay it's a very quick and easy read it introduces you to the main group of characters <clears throat> it tells you that they've been experimented on and they have like it, it's almost like a small group of x-men with wings i guess you could say um and there are a bunch of werewolves after them that that's what i took from it yeah that's what it seems like uh-huh so apparently it's it's super super popular with with you know the, i didn't know the it was, younger crowd i didn't know it was that popular uh -huh. like when we were at comic-con and we saw that they announced that they were going to be doing this I, I i was surprised and i to hear the kids were coming in looking for it that's great yeah definitely that's really great it, you know being a young adult novel if this is how if this is going to open up some doors to kids reading comics who maybe weren't reading comics that's fantastic mm -hmm. and i hope that they do more stuff like this to get kids and yeah so if you have kids then then by all means i mean there's there's so i, I would say like 12 13 yeah. that that's appropriate it, it's, it's that young adult audience which fits mm -hmm. in right into that mold of you know probably between 12 13 14 um you know it, hey if it gets if it gets people in the doors that's awesome uh -huh. yeah definitely uh, last two books that we're going to talk about quickly. Um, we talked about Howard the Duck 1, Howard the Duck 2. It was good. It wasn't Definitely. as good as the first one. I think the first one was because it was so surprising. Uh -huh. But you kind of see where the jokes are coming from now. You kind of could tell, like, all right, like I have an idea when there's a joke coming. Yeah, it would have been interesting to, like, I think reading 1 and 2 together would be a whole different thing. Yeah. Because the momentum would have, you know, kind of built at the right points and dropped at the right points. Um, we definitely peaked with the first one and this was kind of, you know, set, settling down a bit more with a little bit of the wackiness thrown in. Yeah. Um, still love it. I, uh, I, 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 you know, it's great. Like it, it's a Howard the Duck book that I'm now at issue two on. And it's like, you know, the, at the end of the first issue, he ends up in a prison in space mm -hmm. with rocket. Now the guardians, as you can tell, uh, from the cover, the Guardians of the Galaxy show up making duck face, which this cover is ridiculous. <laughs> um, but again, there are like at least two or three like really funny moments. Uh, my favorite was when the computer was like, hey, what's up? Yeah, the computer's funny. Uh, if you haven't like kind of looked around, like I love to look around in the backgrounds and stuff when they're at the, the quote unquote Comic-Con type thing, just look at all the weird little things and text in the background. Um, I laughed my ass off. Like even just this right here, read that part out. The uh, said planet commissions will design any planet for you despite copyright issues. Yeah. Nice. So, I mean, they're, they're obviously riffing on going to artist alley and 
and getting anyone to draw anything despite yeah. it not being their characters and getting paid to do it. Um, but still, hilarious stuff. Um, I can't wait for the next issue already. Yeah, I mean, it ends, it ends on, I'm not going to say on a cliffhanger, but yeah, I mean, it ends in a way it's like, all right, well, you know, I got I, it. It seems like Aunt May is holding, holding up a tattoo parlor with a gun. Uh-huh. So and it's like now I got to right see what, back to the super wackiness. Now I, now I got to see what's going on here. Uh-huh. And you uh, know, if there's Aunt May, there's got to be more Spider-Man. Okay, yeah, because he's in this book in his usual well, like amazing self. Like it's two issues in, and it's like, wow, this book just gonna make fun of Spider-Man a lot. Yes, and you know what? That's totally fine. Yep. Uh, the last one, uh, Southern Cross number two. Um, we didn't talk about Southern Cross the the first issue, right? No. All right. So issue two, uh, people are mining. In the future, I mean, we do a lot of stuff in the future. Uh, but in the future, uh, there is a mining colony on Titan, uh, which is one of Jupiter's moons, and um, it's not a safe place to be. They, uh, people can't stay there very long. Um, so th- uh, the main character's sister is actually murdered, uh, or she dies on the planet, and it's under what they say, like you know, it's just like, oh, it was an accident, but she doesn't believe that. Mm-hmm. So she takes this ship. Uh, this ship it takes couple days to get there and the ship is called i think it's called southern cross or is that the i can't remember if that's the name of the ship or if that's just the name of the like the the what's it called colony i guess the colony or the the route that they take getting there Mm. um but this book i thought was going to be more of a mystery type book like she's on this ship you know you're thinking might weird things might happen on the ship but then like yeah weird stuff starts happening on the ship and then it feels like at the end, like it, it kind of takes like a turn for the horror, like event horizon type. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they use this weird gravity engine and then the end of issue one are uh, you see, they, they go down to look at the engine and then you could see kind of a face in the engine. Mm. Uh, the issue two ends in a way like that, you know, I, Rob didn't get a chance to read this. And I, before we started, I was like, you kind of have to see this last page. Like, you know, all of a sudden now there's like, hands coming through the wall trying to get at our main character like terrifying dripping in blood it's like oh wow this book took like a horror turn uh so i you know, i thought issue one was good but i wasn't sure if i was going to stick around stick around for it but this like uh-huh. seeing the end of, of this made me want to stick around and see what what comes next yeah no that's it, right on my stack uh i i can't wait yeah i mean what to read still <laughs> yeah i mean this was it, it was a big week there's a couple of books i didn't get to finish yet either I didn't get to read Jupiter's Legacy, um, which I wanted to. I uh, no, it was Jupiter's Circle. Jupiter's Circle is the the prequel to Jupiter's Legacy mm-hmm. uh, that just came out uh, issue one. But I grabbed the first trade of uh, Jupiter's Legacy. I wanted to read that. Didn't get to. So hopefully by next week I can catch up on everything. Now do you read the prequel first? I was thinking about that. I might do that. I don't yeah, know. But then you have to wait two years. Oh yeah, you're right. You're God right. knows when because, this will end. Yeah, Legacy was really delayed uh we won't get you started on malar we're almost at the end of the show i know uh that actually is going to do it for us uh this week uh, thanks for the positive feedback as always thank Keep you coming to us um follow us on twitter at backup stories uh you could follow rob and me over at the talking games podcast mm-hmm. uh, you could follow that at talking underscore games my uh personal twitter account is at joroke j-o-r-o-a-k and i'm at dusk 1020 thanks for tuning in guys we'll see you next week Bye.